0: What I have for you today, actually pushed uh, tomorrow and probably uh, was originally going to be Wednesday's video back a day, it's a letter, or an exchange of letters rather, between a nun and Archbishop Viganò. It's interesting, and I have both of them for you here. They are both pretty short. The Novena of Pentecost 2020. Most Reverend Excellency Monsignor Carlo Viganò. I am a cloistered religious sister, and I am writing to you after a con- conversation I had with our spiritual father. Our conversation concerned your latest appeal, which has gone around the world to awaken consciences about the imminent danger that is underneath the mask of the present affliction emergency. And it is interesting to note that even non-believers are alarmed at the despotic course of events. The situation is increasingly overwhelming, but the strategy being used by Bergoglio and the forces allied with him employs a technique of isolation and disintegration of any group that could possibly form a counter-force. I call it counter-force because the word resistance seems to me to be too human and somewhat insufficient. It is most probable that in the near future, the preparation for the manifestation of the Antichrist will become ever more imposed and oppressive, also due to the steps that Bergoglio himself will decide to take in preparation, The objective, obviously, is to eliminate the hotheads, those who are subversive and who stand in the way of a plan that has already been designed, and that now waits for nothing else other than to be fully realized. The concern that I express to our spiritual father is the fact that there is no counter-organization even within the true church that could be a sort of clandestine church, capable of mobilizing itself in a coordinated way to the extent that this may be possible. The next steps of Bergoglio will be specifically aimed at immobilizing any sort of rebellion, in line with his strategy of isolation and rendering action impossible, a strategy that is no longer hidden. As a cloistered nun, I believe in very different strategies, supernatural strategies, that notably escape the notice of the most organized and totalitarian forces, but the problem is that time seems to be very short. And in this regard, I am pleased to let you know that our Mother abbess often pleads to us at table from your lucid and well-outlined interventions. Whenever the voice of rectitude and love for Christ and his church is heard, one cannot help but recognize it. The Spiritual Father suggested to me that I should write these reflections to you, encouraging you to continue going forward. I will tell you right away that I am not a mystic nor even a saint, but I am speaking on behalf of many other silent voices of the church to tell you that you are not alone and that the battle has only just begun. Looking at the signatures of the appeal, it seems to me that there are many possibilities for working to create some sort of coordination, a going forward together, as the little army of the Immaculata, and I also include here non-believers as a potential member of the same army, even unknowingly. If St. Maximilian Kolbe called the Blessed Mother the ever-victorious one, it is also true that the Bull of Pius IX authoritatively declares her to be the eternal enemy of the devil. And you know better than I that the battle to which I refer is precisely this one. The real stakes in this battle are the eternal salvation of many souls. And so this poor letter wants to be a small encouragement to you not to give up and also to continue in a constructive dialogue with those few but good clergy and religious who are suffering for the same reasons. There could be many inspirations of the Holy Spirit in these souls in close collaboration. As for the slanders, misunderstandings, and various personal attacks they are making you suffer, these are all things that you have known personally, and that represent the jewels set in the crown that awaits you. But it is a crown that is not yet complete. The Immaculata wants to place the most precious jewels in it herself. I would like to conclude with a reference to the most famous miracle attributed to St. Clair, which causes Saracens, who were already on the walls of her monastery, to flee and never return. The miracle occurred as a result of her faith. She who was defined as the most faithful footprint of the Mother of God, and it was in virtue of her love for the most blessed sacrament, the true light against any sort of darkness. I say this because these are the powers in which we trust and which are so feared by our enemies. The miracle occurred only at the last moment, when all hope had been erased. If the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is not far off. Now is the time of the battle, and she who is our leader and co redemptrix wants to see us fight, suffer, and implore her victory which is already at the gates. I thank you for having listened to me patiently, and I humbly ask you for your blessing for me and my entire community. Please remember me in your daily holy mass. Incorde Matris, signed by a cloistered religious sister on the 29th of May, 2020. Vigano's response. Dear sister, thank you very much for your letter which I read attentively. I fully share your clear and realistic vision of the present situation of crisis that involves the church and the world. With a supernatural gaze corroborated by the sacred scripture and various messages of Our Lady, we can understand that in this moment we can now see with greater clarity the real dimension of the apocal clash between good and evil, between the sons of light and the sons of darkness. What leaves one truly scandalized is seeing how the top levels of the hierarchy are openly placing themselves at the servants of the prince of this world, adopting the demands made by the United Nations for their agenda, the Lodge Brotherhood, Malthusian ecologism, immigrationism, what has been created is a single-world religion without dogmas or morals, according to the wishes of the Lodge. It is obvious that Bergoglio, along with those who are behind him and support him, aspires to preside over this infernal parody of the Church of Christ. I am sure that you have also noticed, dear sister, the insistence of so many prelates and of Catholic media on the presumed necessity of a new world order. Cardinals and bishops have spoken about it, as well as Lecevitil Cattolica, Vatican News, Avenir, and L'Avivator Romano, with the arrogance of those who are able to say things that were once unheard of in Catholic circles, thanks to the protection they enjoy from the leadership of the hierarchy. But on closer look, the ability of the wicked to move and act, to conceal their intentions, is much less than first thought. They are so certain of having already reached their objective that they have openly revealed their intentions with arrogance and ostentation, laying aside the prudence and astutedness that formerly permitted them to remain hidden. Behold how openly the proponents of world government and the elites who want to impose their tyranny on the peoples may now be seen. Behold how, along with them, a neo-paganism is also openly revealing itself as the religious arm of this tyranny, defined by the same as green apostasy. We know who they are, what motivates their actions, and what their goals are. Behind them there is always the prince of this world, against whom the Queen of Victories leads our battered militias, together with the far greater and terrible army of celestial hosts. But since we have already chosen what side we are on in the field of battle, we must not fear, because our Lord has already conquered, while he offers us the precious opportunity to weave for ourselves an especially glorious crown on these apocalyptic days. I believe that the essential point for effectively co- conducting a spiritual, doctrinal, and moral battle against the enemies of the Church is the persuasion that the present crisis is the metastasis of the conciliar cancer. If we have not understood the causal relationship between Vatican II and its logical and necessary consequences over the course of the last 60, 60 years, it will not be possible to steer the rudder of the Church back to the direction given it by her divine helmsman, the course that it maintained for 2,000 years. For decades, they catechized us with the hateful phrase, there is no going back, with regard to the liturgy, the faith, moral teaching, penance, asceticism. Today, we hear the same expression slavishly repeated in the civil sphere, through which the attempt is made to indoctrinate the masses that nothing will be as it was before. Modernism and the affliction are part of the same brand, and for anyone who has their gaze towards the transcendent, It is not difficult to understand that the greatest fear of those who want us to believe that the race towards the abyss is both unavoidable and unstoppable, is that we will not believe them, ignore them, and unmask their conspiracy. This is our duty today, to open the eyes of many people, both clergy and religious, who have not yet put together the overall picture, limiting themselves to look at reality only in a partial and disjointed way. As soon as we have helped them to understand the mechanism, they will understand everything else." It is possible to go back, dear sister. It is possible to do so in such a way that the good that was fraudulently taken from us may be restored, but only in the coherence of doctrine, without compromises, without yielding, without opportunism. The Lord will deign to grant us a share in his victory, even if we are weak and without material means, only if we will abandon ourselves totally to him and to his most holy mother. I entrust myself to your prayers and to the prayers of your fellow sisters, and I bless you and your entire community from my heart. Signed, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano.